If I do, I'll just do it acapella. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, how many know what we're celebrating this weekend? Glory to God. Our nation's another year older. Thank God for a godly nation. Amen? You know, uh, every, uh, there's a lot of nations out there, but there's not a lot of godly nations. Without God, this is just another nation. But because of God, this is the greatest nation in all the world. This is the greatest nation in all the world. Amen? And uh, the Lord is helping us. He, you know, everybody, everybody says, well, you know, I've been watching the news. Quit that. You can watch it, but don't believe in it. Amen? Watch it all you want, but don't believe the reports you see on there because God's got plans and they're not done in America. Amen? Amen. So we're, we're believing God. We're praying every Wednesday. So, you know, if you're missing Wednesday night, we're praying for our nation every Wednesday night. And then, I'm, you know, I know a lot of us are praying every day, you know, because that's what the Word says. But when we come together in orderly worship on Wednesday, we pray for our nation. Amen? And it's a good thing we're believing God for good things to go on in our nation. Amen? How many people uh, do I have in here that have served in any branch of the armed forces? Stand up if you would. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody remain standing. Everybody stand with them. Let's pray together for our nation as it's, as it's the nation's birthday. Let, let's pray together and, and, and agree and thank God. Thank, and just be thankful. This is a weekend we should be thankful that we live in a place where we can stand in a sanctuary that we can own on our own. Amen. And praise God in any way we want. Right? If we want to do a Jericho march, there we can do it. Amen. People may make fun of us, but we still did it. Amen. Raise your hand before the Lord. Pray this out to me. Father God, we do thank You for this great nation. We thank You that it is good because You made it good. And that every good gift that we experience in this nation is because of You and Your mercy and Your grace upon us. We pray for this nation, for the people of this nation. Lord, that You would continue to work through the church to the people. That every person in this nation and throughout the world would be able to know that there's a God and that there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So we pray for this nation on its birthday. Help us to continue to promote the Gospel of Jesus Christ the goodness of God in this nation and across the world. Help us to be strong, to stay in faith, and to do those things that You've called us to do as a nation. We thank You for Your goodness and we ask for Your grace and mercy continued upon us. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, you may be seated. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. You know, if, you, if you're not thankful for America, probably you need to travel out of the country a little bit more. And uh, you can be thankful. You know, there's uh, the devil may get a few things over. He may have gotten a few things over, but we're, we're, uh, we're ahead of him, and we're going to stay ahead. We're going to keep praying for our intelligence community. We're going to keep praying for our leaders, and we're going to keep expecting good things. Amen. How many know the church has a big role in what happens in this nation? You know, and, and we don't want to forget that. You know, when you're watching the news, if you do watch the news, don't forget that you've been praying. If you see something bad, you can say, well, thank God, it must not be as bad as it could be because we've been praying, and I'm expecting it to get better. Yeah. Amen? We need to be expecting all the time because out of this nation is, is the majority of the gospel is going through this nation to the world. Amen? And so it's a good thing. And let's not forget every day to be thankful for where God's placed us. And how many know you can't complain and be thankful? Right? Grumbling and thankfulness do not mix. Right? Like if you're saying, I came to see somebody else today and Dave's up there talking about grumbling and being thankful, you're not being thankful. Amen? Amen? <laughs> told you you're going to love me, so just start now, and it'll be easier on you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's open up our Bibles today. Let's, uh, let's pray before we do. Father God, we do thank you for your Word, Lord. We honor and respect the Word of God, Lord. And we pray today that there will be revelation and anointing that would come, that there would be answers to questions, Lord, that you would show us, reveal more of yourself to us through your Word and Lord, we pray that it be your word, your truth, not the opinions or ideas of man, not, not me that speaks, but your very words, Lord. And we will receive them and purpose in our hearts to do by faith what, that, what the word says. And we thank you in advance for every good thing that you'll show us today and that we'll use later in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We'll open up your Bibles to Daniel 1. Daniel 1, verse 1, we're going to just read a few verses. I can tell you right now, the message is not about vegetables. <laughs> Everybody knows the stories of Daniel. And the first one is about him and them eating vegetables, and I'm happy for him. <laughs> Made him healthy. Happy for Daniel and the other three Hebrew children that were with him. We're not, that's not what we're going to look at today. We're going to sidestep that completely. <laughs> Daniel 1.1 1, 1 says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem, and he besieged it. He took it. He took it, guys. He, this, this was, you know, a lot of times we forget things like Joseph was a slave. He was a prisoner. You know why? Because he was happy the whole time. And, and you don't think about that, you know, because we got people that are going to church in America for free, and they're not happy. Right. We got people that were slaves that were happy, right. doing their best work. Yeah. Amen. Right. We got, <laughs> we got, I've talked to people that won't work for somebody if they're not a Christian. They didn't have a choice, did they? And they still did it with all their heart. Amazing. Anyway, he, he besieged it and he took it. Verse 2. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand 
with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God, he didn't even serve God. So we're talking about a, a, a godless king that took over a, a God-filled nation, if you will. Of course, I don't think Jehoiakim was doing everything he should have. But anyway, um, he, brought, he, brought, he brought our treasures to his God. Verse 3, And the king spake unto that person there, the master of his eunuchs, that's how you get by the names you don't know. You just say that person there. There's no reason for me to try to say what his name is because I ain't going to say it right. Ashpenaz. Okay, we're going there. If he were here, he'd say, no, it's Ashpenaz. Everybody's got jokes. <laughs> that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful and always. Now, now you got to get this. He's bringing all children. He's not just bringing the, those four. There's a whole bunch of them coming, not just from that nation, but from a lot of places. A whole bunch of kids coming, and all of them have no blemish. They're well favored. They're skillful in wisdom and cunning in knowledge, and have understanding. These are smart kids, Amen. huh? These are like your A plus students, right? These were not like me. Not like Keith, for sure. Huh? Actually, I probably could have been one. Didn't, didn't apply myself. But see, these were people who applied. To, it's kind of where our message is going. These are kids that applied themselves. Amen? Kids, if you're watching this, these are kids that applied themselves. Everybody has a gift in them. Amen? And, and you can either use that gift, or you can set that gift to the side and, it'll never, and never use it. It'll still be there. But you may never use a gift that's put in your life. And God has, has graced all these kids with the ability, and they brought them in. They said, let's bring them into the king's palace and teach them uh, how we do things and how we talk. Amen? Verse 5, And the king appointed them the daily provision. We already talked about this. Not going to talk about vegetables. And uh, then verse 6, And now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mish- Mishael, and Azariah. Which was which we know is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Yes. But their actual names were Mishael, Azariah, and Hananiah. And Daniel's name wasn't Belshazzar either, right? Yes, sir. But I can't remember to call the other three by their real names, so we're, we're going to skip that. Unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave those names. Verse 8. You never, you never seen me read this much, have you? Yeah. Scholarly. <laughs> Daniel purposed in his heart he would not defile himself, and Daniel was different than the rest of them. Amen. Daniel and the and the let's let's just go with that, and then we can um, skip on down to uh, verse nine, and it says Daniel had brought and God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. In other words, Daniel stood out beyond all these others. This was the prince of all these, but Daniel stood out above all these things. Amen? Amen? This is important to look at because not only did Daniel stand out, the other three stood out. Not They were uncommon among the uncommon. Amen? 
How many know that that's, that's more important than we make it? Because a lot of times we read through this story and we just think, well, yeah, they did this and they did that, and because they did this, this happened. No, they stood out because they decided to stand out. They stood out because they decided to, to follow God no matter what. One of the ways they followed God is they refused to defile themselves with the king's meat. Amen? It wasn't just that it was meat. It was the king's meat. It was, it was wrong for them to eat it. Amen? And so what they're saying is we're going to stick with God. We're going to stick with God and we're going to do the things that God's called us to do and we're going to continue in the ways that God's given us. Amen? And, you know, in, in, in the churches today, you know, there's so many of us that we, we say, well, we're going to serve God, but we're only serving Him on Sunday and Wednesday, you know, or Sunday and Friday. But these guys decided to serve Him as slaves. When things were good, when things were bad, when things were... They served these people like they were serving the Lord. Amen? How many know it's not who you serve, but how you serve that makes a difference? And how you serve will will take you to different places. Because what, what they could have done is they could have been common like the rest of the boys that were brought in there. And in doing so, they would have never been brought before the king the way they were. Amen. There was lots of boys there, but these four, these four, if you'll read on down, they got the king's ear. Look at uh, verse 19. It says, The king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they stood, they stood among, with the king. How many know that if you use the gift that's in you, it'll bring you before great people. Amen. Amen. Remember Proverb, what is it? Proverb, uh, let's look at it because I got it in my notes. If I got it in my notes, I might as well look at it, right? Proverb 18, verse 16. Proverb 18, 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. It's not just what's in your hand, it's what God's put in you. Your gift isn't just, it's not money, it may not, you know, whatever you, may, whatever you got wrapped up and you're bringing. Your gift is what God put in you. Amen? And every person in this room has been given a gift. Gifts, differing, amen? Every person in this room was designed to do something great for God. Right? And, and, and sometimes what we do is we decide what that is. Right, right. I remember, you know, when when I I just you know started teaching Bible studies, and I said, well, you know, I don't want to teach Bible studies. Well, that was my gift. It was, you know, I was truly gifted to teach Bible studies, but I didn't want to do that because that took up my time, first of all. Right, and and you know, and then it's just small groups, and you really can't affect that many people. And what what good am I really doing anyway? And you know, that would belittle the gift. Right? Everybody has a gift. And, and, and it, it could be speaking. It could be cleaning. It could be in the parking lot. It could be ushering. It could, there's a lot of gifts that we have. That's not your only gift, but it could be one of them. And what if you refuse to do that one? What are you doing with the rest of them? Yeah. Amen? Yes, it, they are important gifts. We have qualities and abilities in us as Christians that other people don't have. They're gifts and callings that other people do not have if they're not born again. Did you know that just being born again 
puts you in a class of, uh, that, that can do things that no one else can do. You know, we just prayed for our nation. You know why we can do that? Because we're born again. You know what? I don't care how many people pray to another God for this nation. It won't do any good. We have the gift of being able to pray for our nation. Why? Because one of, the, one of the prerequisites for being able to pray for your nation is being able to love people. Because it says, pray for all men. Right? Well, you can't pray for people you don't love. How many, how many want somebody praying for them that doesn't love them? Right? And doesn't care what happens to them. You want that person praying for you? Because I don't want that person praying for me. I want the person that loves me and cares about what's going to happen to me. I want somebody to, 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 to wake up in the morning and when they truly have me on my heart, it's not because they're thinking about what I did bad against them. Right? I want them to say, you know, Dave may, Dave may be having a big day today. Let, let me pray for him. Right? Or, or, you know, I heard some stuff's been going on in his life. You know what? People aren't perfect. They need, they need help. We need it. God didn't say pray ye one for another by accident. Because He knew one for another would need it. Right? Is there, any, is there anybody in here that's never needed somebody else to pray for you? Because if you did, then you're contrary to the Word of God. Amen? But also, do you want somebody praying for you that's not doing anything else for God? How do you even know that they even love the Lord? You know, if you love the Lord, you're doing something for Him. You can't not. Right? That's your double negative for today. Because if you love the Lord, you'll have a heart to do things. You'll have a heart to be involved. You'll have a heart to get into His Word. You'll have a heart to talk to that person that you really didn't want to talk to on the phone, but you knew that the Lord had something for you to say to him, and that you could help. Amen? Amen? If you have a heart for God, you have a heart for people. Amen? Amen? It's a gift. It's a gift. Did you know that you have the gift of forgiveness in you? Yeah, you have a gift of forgiveness in you. That's a gift. People who don't have the love of God in them cannot forgive. They don't have the ability to forgive. Because true forgiveness comes with forgetting. Huh? True forgiveness, if you truly forgive somebody, you don't bring that back up and you don't hold it against them later. Only a Christian can do that. Why? They have the love of God in them. People say, well, I know somebody that did that. No, you don't. The only, the, forgiveness is a quality of love, and love is God. You cannot have forgiveness without having the love of God in you. But you still have to use the gift of forgiveness. Amen? We, th- these are all gifts that we can excel in. You know what it said about Daniel? It said that he had an excellent spirit. What was it wasn't just that he did everything well, he did everything with his heart. Amen. And because he did them with his heart, God graced him to do them well. Amen. Because when we do things halfway, it's a better word than most people use, isn't it? Huh? When we do things halfway, then God can't work with that because God wants all our heart. Amen? And so, if you want to use half the gifts He gave you, you're not going to use hardly any of the gifts He gave you. Because He's an all-the-way God. 
Amen? He's an all-the-way God. And He's put gifts in us to, that, that He desires to be out in the world. And the church is called together as a body to use those gifts to minister to the world and to one another. So when we don't use those gifts, we become common. We become common. Daniel and, and, the, and the three Hebrew children were uncommon. And they stood out. They stood out because they loved in a situation where they should they, they didn't most people weren't. They were slaves. Why would you? They were happy, right? People say, well, how do you know they're happy? Because you know what? Bosses don't ask people to do things for them that aren't happy. I've been a boss. And, I, and if somebody didn't want to do it, I didn't want them doing it. You know, people say, well, I'm the boss and you're going to do it and that's the way it is. You know what? I don't want that person working for me. And neither does God. God God's commandments are, are for us to do, not because we have to. He's giving them because they're good and they'll be good for us. And, and, and if you say, well, I have to do it, then he, he doesn't really, that, you're not doing it with your heart, you're doing it with your head. You have to. Right? It's kind of like giving. If you have to give, then, then you're not really giving. Right? You're being taken from, actually. So, right? If you, don't want, if, you, if you have to give, then really that's God taking it away from you. Right? It's like, it's like somebody says, I had to pay my tithes. You don't have to pay tithes. We don't pay tithes. We bring tithes. Right? You don't pay tithes. You don't, you don't owe God nothing. And He doesn't want you to pay Him. He wants you to bring the tenth that is His to Him. You know, God is, God is faith and love. And He wants people, His people to be full of faith and love and do things with those qualities. He's put qualities and abilities in us that will, will actually draw people to us. Right? So if you look at the church today and you see people being repelled from it, then you need to know that we're not doing it all right. Amen? Well, that's their, that's their problem. If they don't like it, they don't have to come. That's not God. I'm sorry, God would never say that. Right? No. He'd say, I love them and I gave, I gave my son for them. And, and I'm expecting them to be here any time. God's heart is to take these gifts that He put in us and, and for us to shine with these gifts. For, for us to, to be uncommon. For us, um, look at First uh, Corinthians. First Corinthians. Somewhere in First Corinthians, we're going to look. I've already see. I've already messed my, all my notes up. So now we're we're out here. We're out here on the edge. So let's just get in. Amen. We're, we're going to be over our head anyway. So let's just jump into deep water. Amen. First Corinthians or Second uh, Corinthians. I said first. I meant second. Second Corinthians six. Um, try verse 15, see if that's about where I want to start. No, try verse 14. Yeah, there we go. It says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You know, a lot of people have taken this verse and they've completely separated themselves from unbelievers. And you don't want to be yoked with them, but you can't be part of their life if you're completely away from them. That's not what it says. It says don't be in covenant with them. 
Don't, don't, be, don't be yoked. Don't be in the same, don't, don't be doing the same things they're doing the same way they're doing them and don't be doing it with them. But it didn't say stay away from them. It said be separate from them. In other words, be different. Be, <laughs> limit yourself. Uh-huh. Amen? Be different. Be uncommon. Right? And, and it, it, don't be yoked with them, but don't, don't stay away from them. Because, but don't fellowship. Fellowship is different than talking to somebody. Just because I talk to somebody doesn't mean I'm fellowshipping with them. Right. Amen? Amen? Fellowship is sharing a heart. Glory to God. Amen? We fellowship with God. We want to share our heart. We want to share His heart. We want Him to share His heart with us. That's fellowship. You don't have any fellowship. Light doesn't have fellowship with darkness. Amen? Look at the next verse. Christ and Belial, they, they don't have a part together. Amen? There, there, are things, there are things that we cannot be a part of because we don't fit. And we don't want to try and fit. We don't want to become unequally yoked with them. Why? Because if I become unequally yoked with them, I cannot help them. Why? Because I become one of them and I'm common. You know, if, what, if, what if the king would have looked down upon all that group of kids and, not, and, and those four hadn't stood out? They'd have never been picked, right? They'd have never came out from among them. He picked them out from among them. Amen? And they would have never came out from among them had they not stood out. And what made them stand out? The gift of, and calling of God on their life. And, and they're the ones that had to make that light shine. God puts it in, you shine it. Amen? It doesn't say, it doesn't say let God shine your light before men. Does it? No, it says you let your light shine before men. Amen? It's, it's not His job, but He puts the shine in. It's our job to shine it. Does that make sense? And, and these four were shining. They were shining. And, and the king pulled them out and he used them for everything. If there was anything required, in, and he was the king of the, of the known world at that time, that was it. And he pulled those four out, and later on, they were pretty much running it. Amen? I mean, it's kind of odd, but he tried to kill them. He couldn't kill them. So he said, well, your God's God. So, you know, but then, of course, Nebuchadnezzar went crazy later. But, you know, he never served their God, but he always used their God. And because of this, he had opportunity to call their God God. Had they not been there, he'd have never had that opportunity. If we don't come out from among them, keep going in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them. How do you, how, how do you come out from among them? Do you just say, okay, I'm not like them. That, that doesn't make you look any different. In fact is, if you say, I'm not like him, you make yourself just like him. Why? Because you've now called yourself better. It's not us that makes us stand out. It's God that makes us stand out. To come out from among somebody, you need to begin to act like something else. It's not just a matter of walking away. It's a matter of doing something different. 
It's a matter of walking in. A, that's how. That's why Jesus stood out. He stood out because he walked in love. He walked. He he, he walked in, in in a grace that had not been walked in before. And when people heard him talk, they said, "He's amazing." And he said some of the very same things that other people had said, but what was different? He said them with love. He said them with anointing. He said them with revelation of who the good God was that said them to them. He didn't say them in tradition. He didn't say them in commandment. He didn't say them in division and strife. He didn't say them to cause a problem. He said them to fix a problem. Amen? You know, so many times as Christians, we use verses to divide people rather than to bring people together. Amen? We don't want to divide people. We want to bring people together. The church has a big call in this day and time, but it will not do it unless it begins to act like the head, who is Christ. We're the body. And we need to begin to act like the head. We need to walk in the type of love He walked in. We need to forgive with the type of forgiveness He forgave in. Amen? We need to be meek. Right? We, we need to put down the signs. We need to put down the signs. Right? And, 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 and we need to be more spiritual, but not more spooky. You know? I was looking through the whole Bible, and I was, I, was watching, I was looking at Jesus, and I was thinking about Him. And how many times did He come up and tell somebody something spooky? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus didn't do that. He wasn't weird. People didn't say, ooh, He's weird. They said, He's amazing. Right? right? Yeah. Weird chases people away. You know that if it repels people, don't do it. Right? Right? Jesus had a way of doing something. He always had a godly answer. Why? Because He always had godly love. You know, remember when they brought the woman who committed adultery, threw her in front of Him? And man, Jesus didn't go in with the crowd. Why? Because He had a gift in Him. He had, he had the Holy Ghost in Him. People say, well, He was Jesus. He was a man full of the Holy Ghost operating in this earth at the same level that we now can because He did it. So if, if somebody throws that same thing in your face, you, we have the ability to forgive right on the spot. We have the ability to answer the way God would answer and not the way the world would answer. And see, those people were quoting verses and they would have been fine to do just what they said according to the law, but not according to love. Amen? And we don't want to work according to the law without love. Right? Because the law without love will condemn you. Glory to God. And, and, and as we grow in this, and we become more and more uncommon, and we become a place of refuge rather than a place that, 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 take, that condemns. You know, people come into a church feeling condemned already. What would be the best thing that could happen for them? Acceptance. Not acceptance of their sin, acceptance of their person. Acceptance that they're one more person that Jesus died for. That God raised Him from the dead for. Amen? You know, there's so many things happening in the nation today. There's so many things on the news. And they're all divisive. 
If you look at them, they're all, they're all put there to divide. And, 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 and the church, it, it done right. We prayed this a couple Wednesday nights ago. We could, we could be the one that brings these things together because we could have God words. What if we had God words to say about the Orlando situation instead of signs that say this is judgment? Huh? Because first of all, you don't have the right to say this is judgment because you ain't God. And second of all, He's merciful. He, he's, he's not slack. Brother Moore used this verse, what, it was Friday night. He's not slack concerning His promise, but He's unwilling that any would perish. You know what? He's unwilling that any would perish. It doesn't matter if you agree with what they're doing or not. He doesn't agree with what everything you've done, I've done, or they've done. But yet, He loved us and died for us anyway. And, and what, what makes that different? It's uncommon. He's an uncommon God. He's not. If you look at all the other gods, I mean, just look at all any of them. They're not kind. They're they're not good. They're mean, most of them, and they offer nothing. He's given everything. Amen. And then He put this ability in us. He put this ability to love, to walk in this love, to, to answer questions the way Jesus answered them, to do things the way God would do things. And in doing so, it was a gift. We, we have a gift. And, and we can either use that gift as we walk. When you walk out of here today, you can walk out of here smiling, get in your car, put a frown on your face, and live the rest of the week with a frown on your face. And not do one thing for the kingdom of God. Or... You can walk in this world knowing that you were put here for a purpose and there are people that will purposely come across your path this week that you're to minister to. And people say, I can't preach to anybody. I didn't say you're supposed to preach to anybody. You may minister a smile. You may minister a hug. You may minister one word. Amen? You may go to the hospital when you didn't feel like it. You, you might not say a word while you're there, except I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. You're going to make it. You're coming out of here. Right? But you have the, when you say that with anointing, it has power. The same person without God, an unbeliever, could walk in behind you and say the exact same words and mean nothing. But when you say that with the love of God and an anointing and you truly expect it to happen, then things are getting ready to change. Amen? To be, to be part of the body of Christ, you're not going to succeed the way the world thinks you'll succeed. You're going to succeed on God's level. You know, and remember what he said. Well, let's just look at it. Did I finish with 2 Corinthians? Yeah, come out. Did you hear that? Come out from among them. How are we going to come out? Start using the gifts that are in you. That's how you're going to come out from among them. You've you got, you got to start walking in the anointings that are on your life. And, and, and the first anointing that everybody has is the love of God shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Spirit. Every Christian has it. People say, oh, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like loving people. It, it's not a feeling. It's a spiritual force that if you choose to use it, it will change the situation just like the woman that was caught in adultery. 
That that went from night to day in an instant. Amen? Why? Because darkness had no communication with light, and light came in, and, and, and truth was shown. Amen? And forgiveness happened. What? Forgiveness. No, they couldn't forgive. Why? They didn't have the love of God in them. Jesus could. Why? Full of the love of God. Full of the love of God. When she left there, she knew she was forgiven. Amen? We should be that, that forgiving when we are with our own. When you're with your brothers and sisters and they've done something against you and they say, forgive me, and you say, forgiven. They should walk away the same way that lady walked away that day. Amen. Knowing she was forgiven and this would never be brought up again. Not that I'm going to have to deal with this again later. That's not forgiveness. <laughs> That's called, that's called a closet. You put it up and you say, I might need this later. If they don't treat me right, by golly, I'll pull that back out on them. Man, it's snuck into, it's snuck into families with their parents and kids. You know, they, they, they look at their kids and they say, well, you ain't doing that because you did this last time. Well, I thought, I thought that we got through that, Mom, Dad. Well, no, I still remember it. What? You, you have to choose not to remember Right? You have to choose not to remember and at some point trust again. You say, well, how do you do that? The Lord? Because you sure can't. It's a gift of God. Amen? As we, we have, you have to start in-house. In-house. If there's somebody in this room right here today that you haven't fully forgiven, I don't care if they're sitting right next to you, you need to forgive them now in your heart. I'm not saying talk to them. If God tells you to talk to them, talk to them. But if, you, if you're holding anything that you could bring back up later, get rid of it. Because it's hurting you. It's keeping you back from standing out. It's keeping you from being separate and coming out from among them. Because the world doesn't forgive. It cannot. The world doesn't love. It cannot. Amen? We can. We can, we can walk on such a higher level that people are drawn to it. That's, what, that's why people were drawn to Jesus. It was the love. It, it, was, it, was, it was the way He ministered in such a love that, that he, when He said you're forgiven, you were forgiven. When He said you're healed, you didn't, you didn't wonder if you were healed. Why? Because the love of God just said you were. Amen? And, and if you were walking in that same love that Jesus was and you told somebody, be healed... Glory to God. They'd have faith that what you just spoke could happen. And then according to their faith, they'd have it. Amen? If we walk in these things, we'll begin to see things happen differently. And you'll start seeing new faces in church every week. Why? Because they're drawn to the love. They're, they're drawn, the, the, you know, you start by loving each other. Remember what it said? It says they'll know, they'll know who you are by your love one for another. Right? And that, that's what Jesus said was the new commandment, that you love one another. And people say, oh, I love them. I won't forgive them, but I love them. No. No. <laughs> no. No, that, that's not how it works. Where did I tell you to go? Matthew 20? That's what I meant. I meant it that way. Glory to God. You know, it's important, uh, a message like this, people say, well, I don't know why we have to hear this. Well, first of all, that if we were doing it, you'd have a bunch of new people in here right now. Amen? 
People that never heard the Word of God because they'd want to hear the Word of God because they would believe that it was a Word of love. Amen? And, and as we see it that way, then things will be, begin to happen that way. And in Matthew 20, um, you know, again, we, we get our own ideas of how it's supposed to work. Well, Jesus said how it's supposed to work, you know, because this is where uh, sons of Zebedee's mom came and said, you know, can grant to my, uh, my sons that they could set at your right and left hand. And Jesus said, you can't do that. But then he went on down and he said, he said, um, but it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. How are you going to be great? You're going to have to serve people. Well, I, you know, I just like to be served. You know, I just, I, you know they, they didn't serve me good. I'm not going to leave them a good tip. Maybe you weren't, they weren't there to serve you. Maybe you were there to serve them. Huh? Yeah, no, I went to the restaurant because I wanted to be served, and they didn't serve me right. Well, maybe you were supposed to do something, and you didn't. <laughs> well, go back over here. They, at least I had two people say amen. <laughs> Everywhere that we're sent... We're sent as a minister of Christ. Whether we act like that or not, we'll decide whether we separate ourselves from the world. If we act like the world, we will not be separate from the world. People say, well, I'm not yoked with them. Yes, you are. By your own words, you are. If you begin to act like them, if you yell and scream when you don't get your way, you're acting just like them. Well, but I ordered this. I don't care what you ordered. Eat what you got. Or give it to somebody else and order another one. Well, then I got to pay for it. Yep. You got, I got to pay for somebody else's mistake. That's what Jesus did for you. Glory to God. Thank God He paid for my mistakes. Amen. We're, we are the people of God. And we've got to come out from among these other people and begin to act like our God. And, and if you think He's mean and horrible, then you'll act like He's mean and horrible. If you think He carries a sign that says repent or die, then that's how you'll treat other people. He doesn't carry that sign. He carries that sign that said, I loved you so much that I went ahead and sent my son for you. Amen? And that's the same that we love you so much that we're unwilling it's not that we disagree with your lifestyle. We're unwilling to see you go to hell. That's why we disagree with your lifestyle. Amen? That's what my mom told me. Mom, dad, both of them. It's not that we disagree with what you're doing. It's just ain't going to do you any good. Right? They didn't quit loving me. And, and, and you don't have to be mean to do it. Amen? What you have to be is a minister. Which, which is another word for servant. Well, if you just go to the next verse, it says, Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. So the person that's going to be exalted to the highest place is going to take the least place. Why? Because that's the highest way. The highest way is... <clears throat> I got a call yesterday, actually a text yesterday morning. And... Uh, it was about somebody who was in the hospital. And um, without mentioning anything else about it, it was a text, and it was one that really is distant. And I thought, well, you know, I'll pray for him. And God said, no, you'll go see him. 
And I said, well, it is Saturday morning, God. <laughs> and then I said, well, and I'm preaching tomorrow, so you know, I need to get quiet and study. And he said, right after you go see him. Amen. And, and what if I'd have been so high-minded as to say, well, I'm preaching. I am preaching tomorrow. I could not, I could not hardly go to the hospital. <laughs> you know, we do it, guys. We find excuses why it's okay not to do the servant thing so that we can do the chief thing. Yes. Amen? Yes. I, don't want, I don't want to be that way anymore. I went to the hospital, by the way. I did go pray for them. Yeah. Thank God, you know, and, and and it's a good thing, you know. I was glad, what that I did what God said. And 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 what if I hadn't used that gift that day, that anointing to do that? I, you don't know what would have happened. But why would you want to find out? You know, you hope that God would be nice enough to send somebody else that didn't say no, which He would. He'd, he'd go down the line until somebody said, "Yeah, I'll do it." But wouldn't you rather be the one that just said, yeah, yeah, Lord, you know, and, and, and I've been the second. So is it the two sons? One said well, was the first one that said, no, I won't and did it. And the second one said, yes, I will and didn't. I've been the first son a lot. Sure, I'll do it or, or no, I won't do it. No, I'm not doing it. No, I won't do it. That's why I was yesterday. God, I'm, I can't do it. No, I'm not doing this, God. Uh-uh. No, no, I won't. Well, I got this, I got... And, the, the, you know, at the end of the day, what happened with the, with the first son is he said, you know what, I really got no reason not to do this. And he went and did it. Right? I'd rather be that one. You know, people say, wouldn't you rather just say, yeah, and do it? Yeah, I'd rather be that one too, but if, I'm not, if, I, if I've only got those two choices, I want to be the one that said no and did it anyway. Amen? And so, yes, we, don't, we want to be the one that just says yes and then does it. But no matter what, don't let your head talk your, talk your heart out of what you know is right. right. Amen? We have gifts in us. We, ha- we are uncommon. We as Christians are uncommon. And if uncommon goes into a common problem, then we can bring our uncommon in and fix it. But if we walk in common, we'll do nothing to help. Amen? Amen? Amen. God's put things in us to minister to other people. And if we'll use those gifts and callings, then, then we will minister on a level that we've never ministered. And if, if we as a church began to do it, if the whole body of Christ began to come together and, and refuse to hate, people say, well, I'm not really hating. I just think that people got to repent. they got, they got to stop sinning. Yeah, Jesus knew that 2,000 years ago. But yet, He didn't say that. He said, receive me. Right? He said, he said, repent and come to me. And he didn't say you're going to hell. He said, if you'll come to me, you won't go to hell. Right? There, there was a good message, not a bad one. And, 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 and there, there wasn't so much arguing between the church. You know? It wasn't like, you know, well, this side of the church, they got stars on their belly. This side is no, no stars. <laughs> Right? You guys have seen, you guys are Dr. Seuss, right? 
Now, these guys are all, all star-bellied sneeches, and these are plain-bellied sneeches, and we have nothing to do with them. we got things just like that in the church. Now, these people, they believe you tithe. These people don't believe you tithe. We can't ever be in agreement with them. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. First of all, read the Word of God and do what it says. But second of all, you don't have to be disagreeable. Did you know we do not have to be disagreeable? If you don't tithe, I still love you. And if I tithe, you should still love me back. People say, well, if you go to church on Sunday instead of Saturday, you believe in that talking in tongues? Whew, stay away from me. (laughs) These are not things that should separate us. You know what we all have in common? We all have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And because of that love, we can operate at a level that no others can do. Amen? Amen. Where was I? I don't remember. but go, We'll go to a different verse then. Whatever verse we're on, we're changing. We're changing. <laughs> Romans. No, that's not what I want. I want Peter. I want, I want 1 Peter. 1 Peter. 17. You know, it's a lot of times when I'll start teaching something in prayer, God will start showing me something that we're supposed to pray on Wednesday nights. So if I start seeing something, I have to stop because I'll start preaching on it. And if I preach on it, then we won't pray. And Wednesday night, we're supposed to pray, not preach. Pray, pray, preach on Sundays, pray on Wednesdays. And so, uh, and this, this was a verse that came out the other day in prayer. And uh, God said, honor all men. How, how many did he say to honor? All. all. Now, would that include men that aren't saved? So we're supposed to prize and value all men. Huh? Well, that, that means men that doing things you don't like. That means men that have sinned against you. That means men that were in the club in Orlando. Prize and value them. It doesn't. You know that I looked at the verse before and after, and it doesn't say condemn and judge them. Huh? It doesn't say that anywhere. You know, condemning and judging is not godly. You know, it was amazing when when. Uh, the uh, series that Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore preached on judging, mercy over judgment, how many people wanted to hear when we could judge? Why? Why do you care? (laughs) You know, the question alone tends to tell me you want to judge. Right? What we need to judge is what's right and wrong for us, not what's right and wrong for somebody else. We know what's right and wrong. You don't need to judge it. How many people in here know right from wrong? Come on. Now, if I don't see everybody's hand, you know, we need to have an altar call for you. Before I was saved, I knew right from wrong. Right? And so I don't need to judge somebody else's life for right and wrong. I need to judge my own. Right? In judging my own, then I can walk in a love of God that will allow somebody else to judge their own. People don't get saved by being judged. They get saved by judging themselves. 
They come in and they hear a message and they say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not okay. I need what they've got. I, I, I feel love, but I don't have that love. And they judge their self and then they receive it. They, they don't get saved because you judged them. Amen? That, that, that's not how salvation comes. That's not how God works. God works by love. Amen? And in doing so, He draws men to Him. And and see, that's the difference. It says, when Christ be lifted up, He'll draw all men to Him. So if all men aren't coming, then He ain't being lifted up. (laughs) Back over here. At least I got some three or four people that'll say amen over here. If, If people aren't being drawn then He is not being lifted up. Because there's not an if, and, or but in there. The only thing is, is if He be lifted up, that's the if, then men will come. Right? And so if men aren't coming, we need to look at what we're lifting up. Amen? We want to exalt the goodness of God. We want to exalt the attributes and abilities that are good. Not, not that, not that it, you could be judged and go to hell. You were already judged and going to hell before you got saved. And because you got saved, you got unjudged. Huh? Isn't it good to be unjudged? Right? Isn't that what it says in, in John 3? That, that those who don't believe are already in condemnation because they don't believe? Right? It's like verse 17 or 18, 15. It's right around 16. Right in there. That's what it says. Right? Okay. Scriptorians. John 3. Go to John 3. John 3. John 3. Glory to God. Try verse 18. He that believes on Him is not condemned. Glory to God. That's me and you. Right? How many believers I got in here? You're not condemned. Isn't it good to be not condemned? That means you're not judged. Right? Because to be condemned, you'd have to be judged. So you're being not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. In other words, before you believed, you were already condemned. Why? Because you, didn't, you hadn't believed on the name of the Son of God. Right. And, and that's the thing. People, people are sending people to hell for sin when sin has never sent one person to hell. That's right? right. right? We're, we're judging people because of their sin when that's not what's going to send them to hell. What's going to send them to hell is not believing in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen? And, and, and we don't have to judge to do that because it says they're already being judged and unless they change what they believe, then what they believe is what they'll have. Amen? So how, how do we help change that belief is what we should be saying. What do I do? How do I change that, God? And He'll say, I've put everything in you, everything in you to draw people to me. When Christ be lifted up is when you lift Him up. And if you'll lift Him up individually, people will be drawn to the Christ in you. Amen? And, and what you're lifting up is the anointing, the love. You're, you're lifting up the very heart of God. 
When people see you, they see somebody who wants something better for them. Not somebody that wants to tell them what to do. You ever, you ever seen a servant tell the person they're serving what to do? Jesus said, whoever will be chief among you will be a servant. Which means we're not here to tell people what to do. We're here for people show, to show people how to do it. Amen? Amen? You know, too many people wanting to have their way instead of make a way. Right? I don't, I don't want to have my way. I want to make a way. I want to make a way for somebody to come from a life of sin and come back to a Jesus Christ. Amen? To come to, come to know Him. I want Him exalted in my life. Amen? Because that's the gift. That's the gift. Amen? And it's, and it's got to start here. It starts in, in 1 Peter where we were just talking with honoring all men. You've got to first love all men. Jesus came because He loved you and me. He loved us. He didn't, we were His enemy, and He came because He loved us. He valued and prized us. Amen? You, you were valuable, a prize to the Most High God. And, and He sent Jesus because of that. And He said, now you see everybody the same way. Let me put my love in you so now you can see people the way I see them. Amen? And, and when, when, we, when we begin to see people that way, then, then we no longer have a hatred or a judgment for them. We have an answer for them. And yeah, sometimes it does get maddening when people won't hear your answer. Give them a chance. How many times did your parents tell you to do something before you did it? <laughs> you know, Ramsey's 23 and she still hasn't figured out how to clean her room. Let me rephrase that. She knows exactly how to clean her room. She just doesn't want to. And, and it really irritates Kim. Me, I'm like, you know, this looks good compared to me. She'll say, go look at her room. I'll go down there. I'm like, man, I wish my room would have looked that good when I was ready. Right? And she said, when do you think it'll kick in? I said, I don't know, but it will. Right? Maybe that's what we say when people don't receive what we've said. What, that, why, that's why Jesus left His Word. He said, I don't know when it's going to kick in, but it will. It will. I sent my Word. It will. It will. It has to work. It won't return void. Amen? It won't return void. And, and that's the, we need to have that kind of a hope. People that have that kind of a hope in them cause people that don't have hope to have some. Amen? If you walk into a situation that looks hopeless, you should bring the very hope of God in there. And when you do, you'll change the atmosphere of the room. Have you ever walked in a hospital room where the doctors have just told you there's very little hope? But you walk in with the hope of God. And, and all of a sudden, that very little hope that they gave become, begins to get bigger and bigger, and the next thing you know, the doctor's even agreeing with you. Glory to God! Doctors are good people. They're looking, to, they're looking to see people come out. Amen? Thank you, Lord. It says, honor all men. Second one, love the brotherhood. Love one another. Honor all men. The, the, the thing that Jesus did, and why you say, well, why not love the brotherhood first? Well, if you honor all men and love them and prize them and value them, then the brotherhood will be so much bigger. <laughs> Why? Because you honored all men. And so then you can love. But, but you've got to begin to love one another. 
That's, that's the New Testament commandment. Without loving one another, and people, you know, if people sit there and say, you know, these people aren't loving me right. You're missing it. Right? If you're listening to the Bible and, and condemning other people for not doing it, then you're not listening to the Bible. It's just true. Because the Bible isn't selfish. It's not a selfish book. If you're listening to it, then you're saying, okay, I can do this. I can change that. I, I know that I missed it there. I can fix that. I can, I can do these things. Next thing you know, I'll be walking like God walked. I'll be doing the things Jesus did. And we'll be seeing the things that Jesus saw. We'll honor all men. We'll love the brotherhood. We'll fear God. And we'll honor the king. People say, well, you can only honor the king if he's a Christian. That's not what it says. It says value and prize the king. In this nation, that would be the president and all those under him. Value and prize them. Well, I didn't vote for him. I don't have to. That's not what the verse said either. <laughs> how, how did Daniel and the three Hebrew children treat the king that didn't know God? Like the king. They honored him. They valued him. They gave their gift of God to him. Amen? They actually helped their nation by doing that. Guys, as a church, if we would begin to value our king and honor our, our leaders the way the Bible says to, then we would, be, we would begin to gain the kind of favor that they gained with that king. It doesn't matter if they're Christians. We'll gain favor. Why? Because we're a help, not a hindrance. If you're only going to hinder, you're never going to gain favor. Daniel did not hinder the king. He said, well, I don't want that person in charge. It doesn't matter. They're already there most of the time when you're complaining. Right? Why don't we as a body of Christ get favor and have a voice instead of people not just can't tolerate us? You know what? As Christians, you're going to have a number of people that never want to tolerate you anyway. Right? That's why Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. Because right? they're going to be persecution. Right? So there's going to be some people that you never have favor with. But why not have favor with the ones we can? And we can have favor with the King. Amen? Why? If you're help, then the leaders of a nation want you. If you're help. And in this nation, if we would become help at all times, then we would be the ones that were called on when help was needed. Amen? And, 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 and we'd have a word from the Lord that would be received. Right? So many times the word we give may be true, but, but by, by the way we give it, it can't be received. Amen? It doesn't matter how true the word is if the, if the giver of that word is hateful. Amen? It's, it's got to be a word spoken in love. So we honor all men. How many men do we honor? All. We prize all men. That's a gift of God. Guess what? You can't do that without God. See, people say, well, how do I do that? you got the Holy Ghost. You have the love of God in you. There's nothing in the Bible that we can't do. We just don't want to. Right? <laughs> I don't feel like forgiving them yet. Give me, give, me, give me at least two months and I'll think about forgiving them. Well, by that time, it's gone to seed, man. you got unforgiveness, gone to seed. And you got to get out the mower, which we all know that's not good. 
We can do all these things. We have it in us to do all these things. Look at Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 5. It says, So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. And everyone members one of another. There we go. And everyone members one of another. In other words, you're hooked to me whether you like it or not because I'm in the body of Christ. You're hooked to me. Kim likes it. You guys might as well like it. (laughs) Guess what? You're also hooked to somebody you probably don't think so highly of if they're in the body of Christ. They're still part of your body. Right? People say, well, they're not in the body. If you don't believe that they're saved, then you've now become one of those religions that believe you can only be saved if you're in their religion. Huh? <laughs> How many of those do we got? I mean, there's, there, there, there's it's way too many. How about that? If you don't go to my church, you probably aren't saved. Well, that's not true. Right? I think it said that if you believe in the Son of God, Right? That you'll not be condemned. I'm pretty sure that's what it said. That, that, that was my, that's, that's the prerequisite I'm going to go with. That he, that he died for my sins and that, and that God raised him from the dead. Amen? So we're members one of another, whether we like it or not. So the thing is, is you have the ability to like it. Amen? You have the ability to like it. Do you, do you know that if you don't like the shape of your body right now, you have the ability to like it? Right? You know, I'm happy with me right now. A lot of people say, I can't believe that. I didn't, I didn't say I might not change sometime, but I'm happy with me. Right? We can be happy. We can choose to be happy in any situation we're in. Daniel was happy in slavery. And, and he did things with all his heart as unto the Lord in slavery. We're in the body of Christ. That should be so much easier. So much easier. <laughs> Having then gifts differing. Every person has a different gift. Say, well, no, I, I, my gift is encouraging and theirs is too. It, yeah, it is, but it's not to the same people. Every snowflake is different. And, and, and so you may have the gift of encouragement, but you, you're, you're, you're to encourage these people, and you're to encourage these people, and this person may never be encouraged by you, but this group over here, man, they just love you. Amen? You, all, you both have gifts, but it's the gift of encouragement, right? But, but you've got to use it when it's to be used and where it's to be used. Amen? You know, I've went to people who didn't want to be encouraged, so it wouldn't matter how great your gift was. Right? They didn't want to be encouraged because they were enjoying discouragement. And, and, and you know what not to do at that point? Well, you just like to be discouraged. Just go away. Leave your encouragement. Leave your encouragement. Right? Maybe even call them the next day and see if you could encourage them to be encouraged. Huh? <laughs> Everybody has gifts differing, but... You know, you don't want to think, well, I have the only gift that this, this is, I'm the only one that has this gift. No, you're not the only one that has it. Your gift just is differing. Amen? Does that make sense? According to the grace, what, what makes them different? According to the grace. Right? Everybody's got grace. Right? 
And, and your grace is different than my grace. And as we're graced to do different things, then we operate in different venues or even in different seasons. Amen? You guys with me? Right, that was deep, wasn't it? I'm a deep brother. You guys got to look at me. Huh? Uh-huh. Gifts differing uh, the, the, according to the grace given us, whether it's prophecy, let us prophesy. You know, a lot of people are trying to prophesy, and they don't have the gift to prophesy. A lot of people are self-proclaimed prophets. <laughs> I'm a prophet because I prophesied once. That don't make you a prophet. That's a godly gifting. Amen. <laughs> so I'll, I'm not going to say any more about that. I'm gifted to stand right here. You're, you're gifted not to judge me. <laughs> let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. Or if it's ministry, let us wait on our ministry. What, what's he saying? If it's ministry, if it's serving people, let us wait on serving people. Or if it's teaching, teach. If it's exhorting, exhort. If it's giving, let him do it with simplicity. What's he saying? He's saying if you, if you have these gifts, do it. Use them. Walk in them. Gifts are not just to be used one time. They're to be operated in at all times. In other words, if your gift is encouraging, why do you need to stop? Is there anybody in here that could be too encouraged? You know, I, you know what? I'm, I can't take any more encouragement. There's no such thing. Right? And, and if you've got enough, the person next to you may still be needing some. Right? And, and so in other words, if I'm walking in my gift, my gift is going to every person that God puts in my path that day. Right. Amen? Amen? And, and that's what we're designed to do. We're designed to stand out, to be uncommon. And uncommon people, their gifts go to all people. Not just to those who lo- they love. Right? What Jesus said? He said, if you only love those who love you, what, what thank have you? In other words, anyone can do that. That's common. But what if you can love people who don't love you back? You are uncommon. You're now able to do things that no one else can do. And guess what? Every person in this room that's born again can do that very thing. There's not one person you can't love. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew, I like this message. You guys like it? Taste it again. It'll be better next time. <laughs> Glory to God. Let uh, uh, Verse 9 says, Let love be without, without dissimulation. Abhor that is which is evil. Now remember, as you read these things, these aren't things you're being asked to do. These are things you're gifted to do. Okay? See, we look at these things so many times, they're saying, oh, I've got to do that. No, you get to do that. Amen. People that don't know God can't let love be without dissimulation. I have no idea what dissimulation is. <laughs> Look at that in the NIV. Let it be sincere. There we go. <laughs> now, see, why couldn't we just use a real word? Huh? <laughs> huh? Let love be real. In other words, don't be fake. Let the real love out. Yeah. See what he's, what he's saying? You can do these things. You can do these. You can hate what's evil. Why can you hate what's evil? Because you have the love of God and you, you have the ability to discern what truly is evil. And it's not people. 
He's not, he didn't say hate people that are evil. Right? <laughs> Cling to what is good. Glory to God. This is, these are things that we can do. That we have, They're gifts that are given in us through the Holy Spirit and through the love that's been shed abroad in our heart. They're not things that we, that we have to do. They're things we now have the ability to do. Amen? It says, be kindly affection to one another with brotherly love. In other words, brotherly love only comes with godly love. So the only people that have the ability to do this are people that know Jesus. So as we read these things, look at them and say, I can do this. this the, I get to do this. I'm going to walk in this. In other words, I haven't been doing this, but you know what? Jesus says it's in me. Why not do it? That's like saying I could grow an apple, but I don't want to just because I'm an apple tree. You can grow love. Right? You can honor one another. It says in, in honor, in value, prizing one another. Prizing one another. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We can do it. Look at Colossians 3 and we'll close. Remember this. Everything that you'll do outside the church needs to start inside the church. Right? If you can't love here, don't expect to go out there and love. Because this is where people are supposed to love you. Right? So if you, can't, if you can't love me, pretty good chance you're not going to love the driver going 10 in front of you here in just a little while. <laughs> and it won't be me. <laughs> Colossians 3, starting verse 12. These are things that we can do because of who we are. And, and it even starts out telling us who we are. Put on therefore as the elect of God. In other words, as, as someone chosen to do these things, put this on. Because this is what you're chosen to do. I'm choosing you, beloved, to have mercy. In other words, people say, well, you know, well, i got to look at the situation before I can decide to have mercy. No, you don't. You should decide to have mercy before you look at the situation. The world judges without mercy. Judgment without mercy is everywhere. If you'll watch the news, you, you don't know what they're saying is true because they don't find whole stories. Not necessarily their fault. They're not getting whole stories. It's kind of like doing marriage counseling with one person. You can't do it. You know, I've had people all the time say, I need to come in and have marriage counseling with you. I'm like, you and your wife? No, just me. <laughs> no. You can't counsel one person in marriage because... What what the message that you guys like two takes two, doesn't it? That's right. You can't count. You can't counsel one person in marriage. Amen. How do we get off on that? Glory to God. As God's elect, have mercy. That's how we got off on that. We can be merciful immediately. We we are full of mercy because our Father was full of mercy. Isn't that what it says in in uh, Luke six? Be merciful as your Father is merciful. Amen. So we're full of mercy just like our Father is full of mercy. And that's how you got saved because He's full of mercy. You have humbleness of mind. In other words, put others before you, put others ahead of you, put others over you. Become a servant. Amen? Isn't that what we've talked about? He whose servant will be chief. Glory to God. You guys with me? Meekness, long-suffering. These these are all qualities. Not, Not that you can have, that you do have. If you're not operating in them, it's because you're not operating in them. 
You know, a lot of people say, I just don't have a lot of patience. No, you do have a lot of patience because love is patient and kind. So you're full of patience. You've just chosen not to use your patience. You know, like if I'm driving and somebody is driving 10 in front of me, I could choose to use my patience. Right? Or a gift that God didn't give me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we have all these gifts in us. Amen? Forbearing one another. In other words, bearing with one another. When that, No matter what they're going through, you don't quit on them. You don't give up on them. This is, that's a huge quality, guys. Do you know how many people just throw people away? Oh, they can't be fixed. See, God's never hopeless. God's never hopeless. Everyone can be fixed. Gosh, if He fixed me, if He fixed you, man, He, he, can, he can fix. He's a fixer. Glory to God. Forgiving one another, if any man have, have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you. In other words, we now have the ability to forgive on the level that we were forgiven. That's huge, guys. The world can't even, they can't even fathom that kind of forgiveness. That's full pardon. No record anywhere of that sin. And that's what we now have the ability to do for others. So when we say, I forgive you, brother then the record that was is no longer. And they're fully pardoned. And, and, and you no longer have to go around saying, ah, they, I'll never be good friends with Dave again. I did this. and I know he said he forgave me, but there's no way he could have. You know why people believe that? Because it's not been true. Unfortunately, we haven't forgiven right. And people, people truly aren't forgiven and so when they go back and somebody brings it back up they don't believe that they can be truly forgiven forgiveness of god is it's it's permanent and, and and it never goes away and it promotes the love of god to come in and fix what the unforgiveness broke unforgiveness breaks things the love of god fixes things so when, 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 we, when we choose to forgive, it, it, it opens the door for the love of God because forgiveness is the ultimate act of love. And it opens the door for love to fix what the unforgiveness broke in the first place. Amen? Amen. Forgiveness is huge. Above all these things, put on love. No, you can't do this without being a Christian. But with being a Christian, this is a gift of God. And with all these things... We can put on love. We can walk in a love that know it and be uncommon, or we can walk without love and be just like everybody else. But I want to come out from among them and be separate. Amen? And the way we do that is to walk in who we are. It's not to become something new. You already became something new when you got born again. It's it's to begin to take the new gifts that are in you and walk in them. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. I went a long time. So you have to forgive me if you didn't like it. I looked up and saw the clock and thought, ooh. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us, guys. It's important. This week, you're going to meet people that you've never known before, and your action or reaction to who they are is going to decide what they think about God, not about you. Amen? As a Christian, everything we do decides for other people what they think about God. 
And so the important thing for us to do is to walk in the way God gives us the power to so that they can see God for who He truly is. If He be lifted up, He'll truly draw all men to Him. Amen? You guys got a song?